Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. I remember years ago when I got the title of this message and the minister Wesley asked me did I want to preach and I told him sure yes I do but when I saw the title of the message it brought back so many memories I remember Bishop Crenshaw was not my idol when I was little but somebody I really looked up to he used to preach at our house when we had house church I would drive in a station wagon to go get him. I believe I was only 16 years old, and I would go pick him up and put him in the car and take him to the house. And he was somebody that I really admired and looked up to. And the reason I say it like that is because when you are going through what he was going through at the time and can still say that God is good, you got to have some kind of faith from somewhere. And he was a great inspiration to me. And I praise God that I have the opportunity and the privilege to be here today to speak about Deuteronomy 5.6. Because it says, I am the Lord God that brought you out. Before we get started, let us all rise. If you have a cold or if you're sick and you somebody sets something down before you that is very good, when you are too sick, you don't enjoy that food because you're sick. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. If you are not feeling good, you cannot listen like you're supposed to listen because you're not feeling good. So I want to ask everyone in here, is there anyone that is sick, that is hurting, Spiritually, physically, it doesn't matter. Anybody, just raise your hand if you're not feeling well today. We're going to say a short prayer and then we're going to get started. You can put your hands down. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, my God, for all that you have done. I thank you, my God, for your many blessings, for your mighty outstretched hand. My God, you said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find, knock and the door will be open unto you, my God. Lord, I'm asking that you take every distraction in this church. I'm asking that you take all the pain in this church. I'm asking that you take every doubt, every unbelief, every bacteria, every sickness, every disease, my God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, move it out of this place, oh Lord God, that we may be able to listen to what the Spirit has to say, that we can Lord, that we can become fruitful, my God. Lord, don't let me say anything that is not like you. Don't let me preach according to the flesh, but help me to only say what you want the people to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. 
God has been so good to each and every one of us. In the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter and the sixth verse, it says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me. Let me tell you something. If we as a child and we grow up and we do not love God, guess what? the iniquities of our parents will be on us. So we don't only have to pay for what we did, we gotta pay for what they did if we don't love God. But let me tell you something else. If we do love God, it doesn't matter how bad they were, we do not have to pay for what they did. If we love God, we can see his face in peace. Now a lot of us know all about the 10 plagues. We know that God plagued the children of Egypt. We know that God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. We know that God brought them out and that's what this chapter was referring to then is what God had done for them. But what has God done for you? It was said yesterday, what has God brought you out of? I'll tell you something, I was little, two years old. I had around 4,763 units of allergies. I was allergic to just about everything. I had no hair and I had no skin. I had an asthma attack if they opened the door and the air came in. They had to cut off the house to give me my own space or else I could die. I got off that. I'll tell you something, the church, somebody in the church turned my mom and dad in. Because they were killing me. That's what they said. Yes. But when I got to the doctor years past, and I'm going to fast forward because his testimony is extremely long. But when we got to the hospital, the doctor ran a Q-tip up my nose. And he said, there's nothing that Mr. or Mrs. Rogers did or failed to do. He was born this way, and he will have it for the rest of his life. But God brought me out and I'm here today because of the grace and the mercy of God. I've seen where Bishop Crenshaw was at. I've seen what God has brought him out of. I've seen my own sister when the devil tried to get her when she was working and God brought her out of that situation when he tried to kill her. My own other sister died of convulsions, but God brought her back. God has got so many miracles in our families uh, if we can only take a moment to remember where God brought us from uh, we can see where God wants to take us the children of Israel they had a hard time comprehending they had a hard time understanding how good God really was and how strong God really was yes they began to forget so fastly. 
After God did all those ten plagues and brought them out, they began to forget. All right. Three days later, they began to complain because the children of Egypt were marching after them and they didn't have nowhere to go because they forgot the God that had brought them out of the house of bondage. They forgot. But God brought them out and gave them another way to go through the Red Sea. They danced on the other side of the Red Sea and they sang a song. They were so excited, but a couple days later, when they were thirsty, they forgot the God that parted the Red Sea and said, can he give us water? Yes. Come on now. Yes, come on now. Come on. We can't keep forgetting. We cannot keep forgetting. In the book of Judges, the 21st chapter, and the 25th verse, it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. You know, after a while, the children of Israel, after they came out of the land of Egypt, they started asking, let us have a king. So God gave them a king. But the kings kept messing up. And they kept going astray. And they kept doing all kind of things that were not according to God's plan. And then after a while, they began to just do whatever they wanted to do. If they thought it was good, let it be. If you don't like what I'm doing, don't look. It was that type of situation where everyone did what was right in his own eyes. They forgot the God that brought them out of the land of Egypt. But because God loves us so much, he loves us so much. He said, I am not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he loved us so much. He said, I'm going to send the king of kings. I'm going to send Jesus Christ to be the real king over my people Israel. But you know, they didn't want Jesus. They did not want Jesus. Go with me to the book of John. They couldn't stand Jesus. In the book of John, the 11th chapter, and the 47th verse. See, they didn't want Jesus. They were so caught up in doing things the way they wanted to, until in the book of John, the 11th chapter, and the 47th verse, it says, Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we for this man do with many miracles? If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. They got so caught up into being somebody they thought they were, they forgot about the God that led them to the place where they were at. They forgot that God is the one that made them priests. God is the one that gave them the law and the commandments. They forgot that and begin to get greedy and begin to get selfish and begin to try to push God out of the way and do things the way they thought they should be done. And the Bible goes on to tell us that later on after that they ended up crucifying him. They killed him. Because they wanted things done their way. So they killed him. They didn't remember the God that brought them out of the land of Egypt. If they would have remembered, they would have remembered the scripture that said, I'm going to raise unto you a prophet like unto me. Him ye shall hear in all things. They forgot about that. Go over with me to Matthew. 
the 28th chapter and the 18th verse. But let me tell you something. After Jesus died, he was hanging on that cross and he said, it is finished. See, the devil thinks he has won something. The devil thought he did something when he killed Jesus. He thought he did something. But what he didn't understand is that every time they nailed his hand, they were nailing that sin that was keeping us bound that we could be set free. Every nail that went in his hand, every time they hit him in the back, every time they put the crown of thorns on his head, every single thing he went through was to get us free. Yes, it was. See, the devil didn't understand that part. No, he didn't. He thought, I'm going to kill him, and that's that. He had no idea that he was perfecting the plan that God had in store for you and I. Yes, it was. That he was making a way so that we could tell our children and our children's children, Jesus brought us out of the land of Egypt. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Matthew the 28th chapter and the 18th verse says and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Now let me wrap this up and let, let, let you know what it looks like today. See, God has called every one of us, all of us. He loves, there's not one person in here that God doesn't love. God loves each and every one of us. But what happened over the years is that we begin to get full of ourselves and when we become a pastor or a bishop or a deacon and over the years the churches have begun to get full of pride and they begin to forget that Jesus Christ is the one that ordained all of this. He is the one that brought us out of our situations. Jesus is the one that gave us life. He's the reason that we have access to the throne. It's because of him why the veil was rent in twain. It's because of him why we can go boldly before the throne of God. It's because of Jesus why we are here today. But the churches begin to forget what Jesus has done. And they begin to read the Bible. And if it doesn't satisfy their flesh, they begin to exclude some things that are written. The Bible said the leaders of this people caused them to err. Back in the day they would read the Bible. And you cannot get an ordination just because you wanted one. You had to follow the scriptures. You had to be found blameless. You had to do the things that were written in the Bible. There is a pattern for somebody to be a bishop, a deacon, a pastor, or anything. But over the years nowadays, you can go online and pay $35, and they will give you a license and call you a pastor, a minister, a bishop, and you don't know anybody. Because the churches have forgot 
who started all of this. The churches have forgot that this is what we live by. This is what we die by. This is the only thing that is the bread of life. They have begun to read the Bible and if they don't understand it, they forget about it. They begin to read the Bible and if they don't know what the words mean, they just go ahead and rationalize. It must mean this because that's all that I can come up with. It has gotten so sad these days until I have heard preachers, my own self, say I don't have time to study, so I listen to the TV on Sunday morning. And then they grab what they heard and they go preach that preaching to somebody else. They have forgot who Jesus is. They have forgot what the Bible says a church should be like. Paul said, I'm writing you this, that when I am gone, you will know how to behave yourself in the house of God. This is not my house. This is not our house. This is the house of God. This ministry is not mine. It is God's ministry. But people have forgotten. Who God was. Back in the day, even when I was growing up, you would go to the church sick. Amen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You'd walk in that door so sick. But by the time you could even get to the altar, you had the men of God going to see what you needed. And when they got done praying, you went out well. They used to call this the Saints Hospital. Yes, but now people are going to church and they have been sick for so long they begin to accept their sickness because there is no healing it looks like. Because we have forgot who Jesus is. That this is his house. This is his way of doing things. This is not our way. This is God's way to do things. We say we love our young people. Oh, we love our young people. Well, if we loved our young people, why is it that we are not telling the young people right from wrong? We want to tickle their ears and say everything you're doing is okay. But when you are in the house of God and all you can do is think about your cell phone and you want to text your friends, you have no reverence in the house of God. Why are the leaders telling the children, get off your phones for just if we love our children, we need to tell them the way to get to heaven. If we can't respect God today, how do you think we're going to respect him then? If we can't honor him today, we're not going to honor him then. We need to tell our children the right way. See, Jesus, when he was here, he didn't care how they looked at him. He didn't care that they were mad because he was preaching the truth. He told them, you all guys are hypocrites. You guys are hypocrites. He didn't look at them and tell them, you know what, I know what you're doing is wrong, but it is okay. No. He looked at them. The Bible says at one time in the Bible, it says that he looked at all the people with anger because of their hardness of hearts. He didn't cover his face. He didn't try to let you think that he was happy with something he wasn't happy with. This is the house of God. When we see children, when we see our young people, when we see each other not walking according to the scriptures, we need 
to say something. Yes. He said, if your brother's overtaken in the fall, go to him. Let him alone. Yes. Pull him aside and say, look, this isn't right. Why? Because we don't care about the flesh. We care about the spirit because the spirit is eternal. The flesh is going to die anyway. Yes, if we honor the flesh so much today that we cannot upset it, we cannot hurt its feelings, we cannot stop it, we're going to perish with the flesh. There were some people in the Bible and I love these two passages because the two passages were almost the exact same thing. One passage, one passage, it talks about them when they heard Peter, James, and Silas, and all of them, about 200, I believe the Bible says, were in the upper room praying Yes. in one accord. And the Holy Ghost came down and filled them all, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the people on the outside begin to mock. They begin to say that they were drunk. And Peter stood up and said, these men are drunk. And you see that it's only the third hour of the day. But this is the promise of God, that one that you killed. Yes. When he told them the truth, they react the way that all of us are supposed to react. They told him the truth, and the Bible says that it pricked them in their hearts. The word prick means to overload and to bear something down, which means if you are guilty, if God is trying to tell you to change, and you feel like, you know what, I really need to change, or when all of you young people hear the preacher preach, and he says you need to change your ways, and you know that he is right. Do what they did. The Bible says when it pricked them in their heart, they asked Peter, what can we do to be saved? And Jesus said, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to remember who started this ministry. We need to remember where God brought us from. There's so many times nowadays that God has saved us. I will tell you this because I used to be an alcoholic. I used to drink so much that when I woke up in the middle of the night, I would walk to the fridge and I would put one down and go back to bed. Come on. Yes. Somebody told me the reason you never had hangovers is because you never stopped drinking. Come on. And the truth is, I don't know what a hangover feels like because I always was drinking. But one day when God brought me out of that and he saved me and he stopped me from smoking, he stopped me from getting high, he delivered me from drinking. Now I've heard churches say, Lord, stop the drunk at the door. I got it. Come on now. Hold on. You're telling me that when I was out there, you were saying stop him before he gets in? How am I going to be saved if I got nowhere to go? You think Jesus was around drunk people? Absolutely. You think he was around the sick people? Absolutely. You think he was around the junkies? Absolutely. You think he was around people that hated him? Absolutely. He didn't go and eat with the pastors and the bishops and the deacons and the priests. He went to eat with the lost. And if Jesus is working in you and me, then we need to accept the lost that we can be a light 
to convert them and change them. We need to remember where God has brought us from. We need to remember what God has done for us. And if he did it for us, he can do it for them. Preaching every day, every Sunday, praying all the time, Lord, save the people, but don't let them come in my church. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. Yes. Jesus came for the lost. Yes. And if Jesus abides in us, then we are supposed to be here for the lost. Yes. Not the goody two-shoes, but for the lost, for the sick, for the maimed, for the drunkard, for the drug addict. The same place that I was in, I need to go back and bring them out. Yes. But we have forgotten. We have forgotten where God brought us from. We have forgotten. And now we're so caught up. To you, we don't even know the scriptures. I've heard people quote scriptures in the Bible and they have no idea what it means. They just heard it from somebody else. Yes. The Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they that testify of me. We need to stand up for the truth. Who is going to stand up for our young people besides us? Stand up for the truth. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. If it's not right, don't do it because you're not going to make it in. If we want to tickle each other's ears, we can do that at the club. That's right. And they love to do that. Yes. But if we're trying to make it in, Come on, son. we need to speak the truth. Right. We can't turn a blind eye to something that's not right. We need to say the truth so that we can hear at the end of the day when we walk up before Jesus and he says, well done. My good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord, the place that I prepared for you. What was that saying that they just said today? Only the pure in heart will see God. He's coming back for a church without a spot, a wrinkle, a blemish, or any such thing. Let me tell you some people, hell is real. I was laying in bed one day, and I used to always pray, Lord, that prayer that David prayed, Lord, teach me how to number my days, that I will know how frail I am. And one day I was in bed, and I was praying, Lord, teach me how to number my days. And I didn't see hell, thank God. And I didn't see heaven. But I'll tell you one thing. God let me know that the spiritual life is way more realistic than the life that we are living right now. And when I was laying in my bed and I said, uh-oh, if this, is real, if this life is real, I'm not going to hell. Because the same person that is sitting here is the same one that will burn. The only difference is we will have a body that won't die. This body will be dust. But the body that God will give us will not die. You will burn forever and ever and ever bound hand and foot. Saints, we need to get it together. Live by the Bible. Die by the Bible. The Bible tells us how our women are supposed to behave in the church. It tells us how we are supposed to behave in the church. It tells us exactly what God is looking for. And if we stand before God and we say, well, we read it, but so-and-so had hurt feelings, so I didn't do it, that's not going to get you in. That's not going to get you in. But when you stand before God and you say, Lord, I told them, and they killed me. Come on, man. 
What do you think he's going to say? Well done. My good and faithful servant. He's not going to say anything negative because you died for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not here to tickle people's ears because hell is real. I'm here so that we can all say yes to the will of God. Remember where he brought us from. Remember that he is who we serve, not us, for him to serve us. He already did that when he came down and served all of us. But now it's our time to serve him with everything that we have, not just a little bit. Let me tell you something. If we remember that God is the one that started all this, if we remember that we are to follow God, if we remember what Jesus did for us, if we remember that Jesus is the one that gave us these jobs, these positions, these churches, these ministries, if we remember that, he said, if I be lifted up, you can get all the programs you want. You can get all the fundraisers you want. You can have all the activities you want. I've been to one church. They put a full-size court in the sanctuary saying that they were going to draw the young people. That's not how you draw young people. The way you draw young people is to give them a life that they can look to. A life that they can follow. I'll never forget the inspiration Bishop gave me as just a child. I got baptized because of his inspiration. I was only 17 years old, but I knew that if there was a man, I could do it too. He would preach in our our house and I was the first one at the altar. I was waiting for him to say that there was prayer time. I I don't know if you remember. I was waiting. I was with anticipation. As soon as he said the altar was open, I'd be the first one at the altar because I had somebody to look up to. I remember my dad talking and preaching to people that didn't want to hear him. And I began to say, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it too. That's where I got mine from. You know how many times I've been told to shut up? You know how many times I've been told, don't say that. Don't preach like that. You need a change. But I remember my dad never changed. I had somebody to look up to. Now all of these children need somebody to look up to. And when we live by the word of God, they can look up to us. The Bible told them, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. They can only kill the body. Which this one's already did anyway. But they can't touch your spirit. Pick up the Bible. If it says it, do it. What is that song that just said? If he says it, I believe it. Don't pick it up and read it and then deny it and begin to change things because you didn't like what it said. That's right. Don't do that number. When you read the Bible and the God, God begins to convict you, or he begins to say, you need to do this. Listen, be like those people. What can we do to change? There's yeah. another type of people. Had the same message from Stephen. Stephen preached them the exact same thing. Almost about the same man, Jesus. But those people, when they got cut in the heart, they didn't ask. 
They said we need to kill him. We need to shut him up because our deeds are evil and he's making us shine the light on them and we want to stay in darkness. If that's your attitude, then you're not going to make it in. And they killed Stephen for telling the truth. You're not going to make it in if you got that kind of attitude. What did he say? If you only read a chapter a day, I don't even know if I'll live that long. Pick up the Bible. Read it. Yes. Believe it. Yes. Apply it. Yes. If he says don't, then don't. Yes. If he says do it, then do it. Because at the end of the day, it's not our life anyway. He said you're not your own. You are bought with a price. So it's not even ours to begin with. It wasn't ours since day one when Adam sold us. That was the end of it. Yes. The end of us being us. Adam sold us and Jesus bought us, so we're not our own. Yeah. Either you're sold to Satan so you're not your own, or Jesus bought you so you're not your own. So just get it straight. Let me go ahead and follow somebody. Either be hot or be cold. Either go with the devil full force or go with God full force. My mom used to say, if you're going to go to hell, go first class. Yes. Don't go to hell mediocre. Struggle on this earth and then burn for eternity. That does not sound like a good idea. Go to heaven. The Bible says there's nothing to be compared. Our light affliction that is but for a moment is not to be compared to what God has for us. That's right. If we can't deny this flesh now, we're never going to be able to deny it then. All right. right. We got to deny the flesh today, and we can make it in. Go with me to the book of Acts. The 17th chapter. The book of Acts, the 17th chapter and the 10th verse says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Just because you have a pastor, don't just go believe everything he says. That's right. I tell my congregation a lot. Don't just believe everything that comes out of my mouth. Go search the scriptures. Make sure it's true before you believe everything. Because if somebody is telling you something that is not written in the word of God, you do not need to be eating that. That is not the bread of life. Search the scriptures. Read it for yourself. Make sure your pastor is doing good. Because if he's not, then you need to tell him, I can't find what you said in the Bible. Can you explain this to me? Because it's not there. I encourage my congregation. If I'm out of line, let me know. Or if I say something that you don't understand, let me know. I don't want to be one of those pastors that you can't talk to. Because there's no such thing as knowing everything. I make mistakes. I say things one way and meant them a different way. So then be able to communicate with your pastors. All you children, make sure you read and find out if your pastor is telling you everything that's supposed to be in there. Follow the scriptures. Follow God. From this day forward, let us remember where God brought us from. Let us remember that this is God's house. Not ours. 
that this is his way, not our way. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you. And may he forever keep you.